0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Hello, 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 and welcome to Creating a Championship Standard of Living. I am your host, Mr. Miles W. Miller. People, I am absolutely honored to be here with you today. It is Saturday, November 14th, 2009, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you know what that is. That's our meeting time each and every week, live here on Blog Talk Radio. People, I'm absolutely honored honored to be before you today. I don't take these moments for granted. I absolutely adore you and I appreciate you. The support has been pouring in and I thank you so much for continuing to come back each and every week to support creating a championship standard of living and also for, for supporting uh, the works that I've been doing here for the last uh, nine months now, since uh, February, since the beginning of February. We've been together for nine months, going on 10, ten full months that we've been here. Actually, this is the yeah the, this is the tenth month now. So we we're, we've grown together. You know, you've seen me grow into the person you see today, and I've had the honor of uh, meeting a lot of you and, and sharing ideas and everything like that. And I absolutely, I'm absolutely floored by what has happened over the course of this this year. And I thank you, each and every one of you, who continue to come out and support the show, and also those of you who who sent out the tweets and 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 for Facebook statuses and posts and things like that, I can't thank you enough. I am absolutely honored by this moment. I'm honored by you. And I don't take you for granted. I thank God for you. I pray for you. I love you. And before we go any further, I want to turn this show over to God's Holy Spirit so that we all get what we came for, and that is a move of his spirit through this show tonight. People, again, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. Um, I want to start to show off this way. I want to start to show off with um, our segment, Visualizing Your Ideal Life. And you know in our Visualizing Your Ideal Life, I have you go through and, and come up with a vision for your life, to envision what your, your ideal life looks like, to see in your imagination uh, in regards to any constraints what does your ideal life look like? So we're going to go through that process now, and then we're going to continue further into the show. But first, um, before we go any further, again, I thank God for his Holy Spirit. I thank God for his Holy Spirit and what he's doing with us. That each and every week, that the efforts that I pour out towards you, that it doesn't fall to the ground in vain. I thank you for opening up your heart and your spirit to receive what it is that that I have for you each and every week because this is a labor of love, and I'm pouring, pouring out to you in love, and I want you, I want to make sure that you're getting what you came for. I want to make sure that we all getting what we came for. Again, and that is a, a move of God's spirit. So visualizing your ideal life. What do you want your life to look like? Serious question. Serious question, you have the answer to it. What do you want your life to look like? Like I said before, in regards of any constraints, anything that you may not have right now, what does your ideal life look like? I'll share something with you. This week I saw an absolutely beautiful piece of machinery. I had the honor to go online and view pictures of the 2010-2011 Rolls-Royce Ghost. The Rolls-Royce Ghost is the, the car that's going to replace the, go, the Rolls-Royce Phantom. Now, any, those of you who knows what the Rolls-Royce Phantom looks like, it is an absolutely marvelous car. I've actually had the, the pleasure of being up close and personal with the Phantom, and it is an absolutely gorgeous, marvelous car. But the pictures that I saw of the, the Rolls-Royce Ghost, the Ghost actually is the next step from the from The Phantom. Phenomenal car. It's actually, if you look on my Facebook page, it's actually my Facebook uh, profile picture because I, I love that car. I felt and I fell in love with the car because it just it, it streams everything that I I like. It's luxurious. It's gorgeous. It's sleek. I mean, it 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 is a It basically says a lot of things without you having to say anything at all. So in understanding that, that's one of my that's what in my ideal life, I see myself riding in one in a, a Rolls Royce Ghost that I own, debt free. That means that regardless of where I am today, regardless of what's going on in my life today, I can see myself in that Rolls Royce. And I, you better believe it. Sure, as we're talking today, you, you can you can remember this day. This is November fourteenth, two thousand nine, at approximately six oh five p.m. That Miles W. Miller said that he will one day own a Rolls-Royce ghost. Pro- and probably sooner than later. What do you envision your life looking like? Where do you envision yourself going? I want you to sit down in your imagination as if you're sitting in a movie theater, an IMAX movie theater with a huge screen, a panoramic view. And I want you to To see yourself to see your ideal life on that screen, I want you to see all the vivid details I want you to see all the vivid colors I want you to see to 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 see your cars and see your houses and see your your career and to see your family see your family flourishing to see your career flourishing to see yourself thriving and I also want you to, to see. All, I mean, every detail that you, can, that you can see in this picture, I want you to see. I want you to, the, the, want you to take note of the colors of the flowers. And I want you to see yourself smelling the flowers, smelling the smell of roses, so to speak. I want to see yourself you know, driving a, a, the, the car you want. Not the car that you can get, but the car that you want. I want you to see yourself living in the house that you want. Not the house that you can get, but the house that you want. I want you to see yourself living your dream. I want you to see yourself living your dream life. You've experienced a nightmare long enough, but now it's time to live the dream. Who's around you? I want you to take note of everything. And I want you to see how happy you look in that picture. I want you to see how happy everybody is around you. I want you to see how beautiful the things are around you. Now, now that you have a vivid picture in your imagination of what your ideal life looks like, I want you to take note of the feelings and the emotions that that picture brings. How do you feel when you see yourself enjoying life? How do you see... How do you feel when you see yourself thriving, prospering? How do you feel when you see the people around you enjoying life together in unity? How does it feel to be debt-free? How does it feel to be able to move wherever you want to go, whenever you want to go? How does it feel? I want you to fully embrace those emotions. I want you to fully embrace those feelings. And now that you embrace those feelings and now that you've embraced those emotions, I want you to repeat after me. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. Right now, now that you've you've envisioned yourself living your ideal life and you've fully embraced the feelings and emotions and you've affirmed your divine good, I want you to continue to hold on to all that energy throughout the rest of this show as we move forward and keep your spirit open because you never know when you're going to get that very thing that's going to shake everything loose so you can actually see that dream Sooner than later. So we're going to move forward in the show. Um, I have an inspirational song playing for you. I'm going to uh, play this song for you. It's actually something that um, I've really. Uh, it's a song I really like. It's uh, by Diedrich Haddon. It's called Chainbreaker. And listen to this song. Enjoy it. And I'll be right back. when we're back that song is a uh, designed purposely to fire you up to get you ready for what's getting ready to happen people you know this is the fourth quarter and we, we've launched the fourth quarter comeback movement and we are and we're well underway with making some some definite strides like i said there's some promises that we've all been made that's all been made to us i know god has made some some major promises to me that for 2009 have yet to manifest and like i told you the fourth quarter is here, and the fourth quarter is not over. The game's not over. The year's not over. I'm expecting some miraculous things to happen in my life. I'm expecting, I'm expecting some dynamic things to still happen in my life. Uh, I still believe this is the fourth quarter comeback. This is the fourth quarter. This is still 2009. I'm still believing that some great things are going to happen. And you have to break the chains off your mind to understand that. What's getting ready to happen won't make sense. The comeback win usually never makes sense to the the people who operate in logic. This is a a supernatural movement that's getting ready to happen here. So understand, take the chains off your mind, open your spirit up to be ready to receive the, the possibility that the universe has in store for us. 2009 isn't over yet. There's about 45 days left in this year. 2009 is far from over. There's some great things that are, are ready to happen for you. You just have to believe. And once you believe it, it becomes possible. If thou can believe, then all things are possible. That's your divine intervention for today. If thou canst believe, then all things are possible. If thou canst believe, in all things are possible. The door opens up. Where your attention goes, power flows. So if you give attention to possibility, possibility exists. Because you have to give, you, in order to, give something power, you have to believe it. You allow yourself to believe it, you give it power. Somebody out there right now needs to know it's not over. 2009 is far from over. It's not over for you. It's not over for you. It's not over until you win, like Les Brown said so eloquently. It's not over until you win, people. It's not over until you win. I'm going to say that again. It's not over until you win. If you haven't won a game yet, then the game's not over. 2009 is far from over. We're still in this fourth quarter comeback. We're still, we're still mounting the comeback. We're still bringing it. We're still believing that it's possible. It is very possible. Your dream is possible. If thou canst believe, then all things are possible. I'm going to give you some great teaching. Uh, I'm going to give you a great lesson tonight to teach you how to win a championship, how you win a championship, five steps to a championship standard of living. And then I'm going to bring on two dynamic guests who are going to teach us About how to overcome procrastination. Procrastination is is a detonator. It absolutely detonates and destroys the dreams of the dreamer and the vision of the visionary. Because some things are going to involve timing and that you have to launch out into in a certain season. And if you launch in the wrong season, you might as well not even launch. So we're going to talk about how to overcome uh, procrastination tonight. I'm also going to give you uh, five steps to live to experience a championship standard of living. But before we go any further, I'm going to also give you our presidentialism. Our presidentialism comes from, um, you know, each week I give you a presidentialism or a quote from our 44th president, President Barack Obama. And this week's presidentialism is, focusing your life solely on making a buck shows a certain poverty of ambition. It asks too little of yourself because it only, Because it's only when you hitch your wagon to something larger than yourself that you realize your true potential. Let me repeat that. Focusing your life solely on making a buck shows a certain poverty of ambition. It adds too little of yourself. Because it's only when you hitch your wagon to something larger than yourself that you realize your true potential. And something so dynamic is worth a third read focusing your life solely on making a buck shows a certain poverty of ambition. It asks too little of yourself. Because it's only when you hitch your wagon to something larger than yourself that you realize your true potential. And that's this week's divine Inter- me, that's this week's presidential wisdom from our 44th president, President Barack Obama. And people, I have a, a lot of great things planned for you. I want to I'm going to send you to a a dynamic commercial, and then I'll be back. Power Conquering Fear is a book that I wrote uh, with you in mind and with myself in mind. Because being a dreamer, being a visionary, sometimes we can go through life and we can see good things and you know, we get visions. We, we don't, we're not common people. We're not, you know, we don't see things the way normal people see things. So we we get visions that are that are far out, and we, and, and it's sometimes it's scary to, to think about that stuff. But in the Power Conquering Fear, I give a five-step plan for how to overcome fear, how to conquer fear, how to move beyond that fear. There's an old saying that the difference between a, a coward and a hero is that the hero was, was brave for five minutes longer. And that's my plan. To get, make sure that you stay brave. Just just those five minutes can change the whole course of your life. And my goal is to give you five steps to keep you in that range long enough to, to be the great person you've been called to be, to, to mine up your destiny. Because today. Uh, people the, the world changes we you know it and it's going to take innovative people to really you know mine out the greatness that still remains in this, in this universe there, there's a lot of untapped resources people and, and you're going to get visions and, and promises you know from God and, and through prayer through fasting through you know dreams and those things are going to change the very course of how, we, how life as we know it exists and you can't be afraid. You got to go for it. So I offer to you today my book, The Power of Conquering Fear. You can buy it at www.lulu.com/mwmiller18. That's www.lulu.com/mwmiller18. And get this book today. Get get a copy for a friend. And trust me, you won't regret it. It'll be a book that changes your life. It is utterly important. It is utterly important that you understand that you, you're going to have to apply some work. You're going to have to. You're going to have to give some effort. See, that's how you win a championship, people. If um, I played on many championship teams, if if we hadn't conditioned and practiced and, and worked hard during the summer months, there's no time. There's no. There wouldn't be a, a chance that we could even think about hoisting the trophy in the, in the fall months when we when I was playing football. It was virtually impossible. Your, your preparation matters. The difference between someone who's great and who's not great is the preparation. You must prepare to win. You must prepare to be great. And once you're prepared, you have to execute. And, and if you can do those things together, guess what? You can earn your greatness. So, and, and keeping in line with our quote, our presidential wisdom, in reaffirming the greatness of our nation, we understand that greatness is never given; it must be earned. So go out today, people, and earn your greatness because you deserve it and and your whole legacy is counting on you. Hello and we're back. I gave you a two-for-one there. I gave you a commercial and a motivational moment. Uh that's a new motivational moment called How You Win. And it segues perfectly into our lesson today. How you win a championship. Five steps to experiencing a championship standard of living. I just uh this just I just got this lesson today. I was actually just thinking about some of the things I wanted to do today with the show and also I was creating that new motivational uh, moment right there, and it hit me, how you win a championship. Wow, dynamic stuff, dynamic stuff. I'm going to give you five steps. I hope you got a, a, a notebook and a pen and a, an and a open heart and mind because I'm going to give you five steps, and if you follow these five steps, I guarantee you'll be a champion in whatever it is you're, you're set, setting out to do. So without shadow of a doubt, without further ado, let's get started. Step number one. Step number one, step number one to experiencing a championship standard of living and how to win a championship, step number one, you have to decide to win. You have to decide to win. You must decide to win. There are not many things in life, people, that a made-up mind can't get. Once you've made up your mind that, you, that you're going to do something successfully, it's a done deal. I didn't say when it would happen, but it's a done deal that if you've made up your mind to win, you're going to win. Conversely, if you have made up your mind to fail, and how you make up your mind to fail you may ask, you make up your mind to fail when you allow yourself to not make solid decisions as far as you know your destiny is concerned. When you don't do the necessary things that were, were, that are required for winning, when you don't get up, when you don't get out of the bed, when you don't um, when you don't show up for important meetings, but when you decide to win, what you're saying is that I consciously choose that winning is my only option. Let me say it again. That that's, that felt powerful coming out of my mouth. I consciously choose that success is my only option. I consciously choose that success is my only option. Now, with that said, knowing that success is my only option, everything else from this point forward lines up with that decision. I have decided to win. I have taken a conscious choice and a conscious step to win. Some people will tell you win is not everything. Those people haven't won much. I guarantee it. Winning matters. It matters that you win. I heard Les Brown say that it, it does matter that you win. It does matter that you win. I I've never known how to be a gracious loser because losing is not in my blood. I'm I'm I come from a regal bloodline. And I know what I'm supposed to have. So losing is not part of that plan. And I'm and I'm training you today to, to get that you gotta get sick with the uh, you got to get sick of losing. You got to get sick that the the taste of losing has to suck. It has to just be absolutely disgusting to you. And at that moment, you'll decide to win. You See, there's a lot of times Michael Jordan became great. And he decided to win, but what really caused him to, to make a, a a more conscious and more concerted effort to make that decision more concrete was the 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 taste of defeat, the agony, the the success that he endured or the success that he enjoyed was launched because of the, the failure he endured. And I'm telling you today, anybody out there who can hear my voice, if you failed at anything up to this point, I want you to become so disgusted with the taste of that loss that there's no other option today but to win. My pastor, at pastor Lee, says it very very, very eloquently, defeat is not an option. 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 You have to decide to win. You have to want to win so bad that nothing else really matters. Not to the point where you forget about people and you, and you lose consciousness of, of being nice and being you know, courteous and being brotherly and being loving, but to the point where... It says that when I step out here to do my absolute best, that's what I plan to do It's my absolute best you don't give second rate performances you don't give second rate you know thoughts you don't you don't operate in a second- rate mindset because you're a winner you are a winner listen to me again you are a winner I am a winner we are champions together we are more than conquerors but you got to decide to do it. You got to decide to do it. You got to decide to do it. So, the first step to winning a championship is the decision to win. Now, after you've made that decision to win, after you've des- decided in your mind, you've only the only thing you will accept is winning. Defeat is not an option. Step number 2, you must prepare to win. You must prepare to win. You must prepare to win. If you're going to experience a championship standard of living, you're going to decide to win, and then number two, you're going to prepare to win. And how do you prepare to win? If you recall from the motivational moment that we just played, and I'm going to paraphrase, if we did not prepare in the summer months, we were not going to hoist a trophy in the winter months, in the fall and the winter It wasn't going to happen. It absolutely was not going to happen. You have to prepare in in June and July to stand on the stage in December. Hear what I'm saying. What are you what are you preparing to do? Do you really want to win at what it is you've been called to do? Do you really want to win at at what you've been called to do. Do you really want to win at what you've been called to do? I'm going to say that again. Do you really want to win at what you've been called to do? I'll say it one more time because it's, it's dynamic. Do you really want to win at what you've been called to do? Then your preparation should emulate that desire. It should emulate that decision. That means that you have to find out what it is that's going to be necessary for you to win. Yet as much as I hated running during football season, during conditioning, I knew that if I, if I could do this, that would be better than most of the other people I ever went up against that season. Even in baseball, I knew that I hated conditioning. I just tell you the truth I hated running, I absolutely despised it. But I knew if I did this, that I would put myself in position to be a champion. When the season was over, there would probably be two teams still standing, and we were going to be the last team standing because we were we were prepared to win, what do you need to do? What preparations must you take to win what you've been called to do That's what those are things that you must find out, and you must do those things diligently, diligently prepare to win now, step three after you have decided that you want to win that defeat is not an option success is the only option after you've prepared to win, after you've been preparing to win you've, you've you're in shape now, you've trained now, you've got instructors, you've got coaches, you've got mentors to help you get there. The third step, dynamic step, you must confess to win. You must confess to win. You must confess to win. Now, that's a, two, that's a double-edged sword there. I can take that spiritually. I can take that naturally. The power of life and death is in the tongue. That means the words you allow to come out of your my mouth are going to either affirm life or they're going to confer death. Either you're going to build or you're going to destroy. Your words also line up with your core beliefs. See, to go back to, to, to the first step, You must decide to win. To make that decision to win, it lines up with a core set of beliefs that you think winning is possible. To prepare and endure what you're going to have to do to win means that you think winning is possible. And now, once you know that, you know you're going through this grueling process for a desired end. You have to continuously confess and affirm. You're going to win. That winning is your only option. That success is the only option. You have to continuously do that because sometimes it's going to be your only your words that are going to allow you to experience an energetic re- rebirth. Might I add? Might I say? As you're going through this process, because sometimes the process of becoming a champion is not easy. Let me tell you about. It's never easy. It's never easy. But you have to continuously. Motivate and encourage yourself. You have to speak your world as you want it. See, there's power in your tongue. You can build up things or you can tear it down. My mother said that little red flag in your mouth called a tongue can get you in, in trouble. But what my mother left out was that little red flag in your mouth called a tongue can also build the life of your dreams. You just had to train it to do what you wanted to do. It trained it to say what you wanted to say, train it to, to, to affirm life. In the things that are beautiful that you so desire. That's why I have you confessing, I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. Because there's power in that. There's power in what you speak out of your mouth. Stop talking about the things you don't want. Stop giving energy to the things you don't want. If you don't want it, don't talk about it. If you do want it, talk about it more. I'm a winner. I'm a champion. I'm the head, not the tail. I'm the first, and not the last. I'm the lender, and not the borrower. I don't care what your situation looks like right now. You keep confessing that success. You keep confessing that you're a champion. You keep confessing that you're the head, not the tail. You keep confessing that you are you are in, a, in your wealthy place. You keep confessing that you that you'll drive that Rolls Royce Ghost. I know I am. And one day we're going to sit back and we're going to look at this show and we're going to think, wow. It started right there. Yep. What you let come out of your mouth is, I guarantee you, you're seeing it in your life right now. If you take a a small break right now and look at the things you've let, let come out of your mouth, you can see them. You can actually see them. You can actually see them. So what you're confessing, you're seeing So confess to win. Confess the things you want to see in your life. Step four of our five-step to experiencing a championship standard of living is you have to execute to win. You have to execute to win. You have to execute to win. In executing to win, it means that you actually get active in that thing that you're believing to win. That means that you are absolutely – that you are – after you decide to win, you're prepared – you've already prepared to win. You're confessing that you're to win. You have to execute. You have to go out and do that thing that you're saying that you can do. You have to go out and 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 actually do what champions do. You have to go out and perform now because you said you can do it. You made the decision to do it. You were already prepared to do it. You confessed to do it. Now you have to go out and do it. And You have to do it with power. You have to do it with might. You have to do it with vigor. You have to do it with excitement. You have to do it with enjoyment. In the NFL there's a 16 game regular season. And then there's if you're if you if you do it successfully, there's 3 to 4 games in the playoffs. If you win those 4 games in the playoffs, you'll be a Super Bowl champion, which means you would have won everything. But guess what? If you don't successfully execute during the regular season, you don't get to the playoffs. I know that firsthand. I'm a Detroit Lions fan. I've been a Detroit Lions fan since I've been born. I know firsthand that if you don't do well in those first regular season games, there is no playoffs. <sighs> wow. Well, let's pray for my Detroit Lions. I I I'm taking a page out of, out of my passage book. We're going to pray for the Detroit Lions <laughs> that they if can win at least two more games this season, please. Just two more games. That's all we're asking for. <laughs> but I digress. So in executing the win, you have to get out and do that thing that you expected to, to be successful in. So I've given you the first four steps. Decide to win. Prepare to win. Confess to win. Execute to win. Now, after you've done all those things right there, after having done everything else, you have to stand and the fifth, thing that, the fifth thing is what you're going to stand on. You have to expect to win. You have to expect to win. You have to expect to win. If you're going to experience a championship standard of living, you are going to decide to win. You're going to prepare to win. You're going to confess to win. You're going to execute to win. And most importantly, you're going to expect to win. Your expectation will change the tide, the tide of waves, which, where the momentum's going. Expectancy is just is, is focused attention on a desired result. What do you want to see? Guess what? You already sowed the seed with the first four steps. Now expectation is more of a, okay, I'm going to continue
2: to stand on my decision.
1: I'm going to continue to honor the things I've done during preparation. I'm going to continue to confess and speak out. What it is I want to see. And I'm going to continue to execute. And that that empowers expectancy. Expectancy is, is, is just the belief, people. It's the belief that these things can happen. It's the belief that you can win. I go back to the Super Bowl a couple years ago and you had the undefeated New England Patriots versus the New York Giants. The New York Giants were the the, the lowest team in the in the playoffs from the, their conference. The New England Patriots were undefeated. They were the top team in the league. And they came into the Super Bowl with an aura of expectancy. But there were a few things that they forgot to do. Actually, it's one thing they forgot to do. The Patriots didn't execute. Because they didn't execute, they short-circuited the system. But the Giants did all five of those things. They decided before they walked into that game they were going to win. They came up with a. a, They prepared a game plan to win. They kept confessing to themselves that they were going to win. They went out and executed. They played tough defense. They played, you know, just enough offense to win. But they kept their expectancy high. Keep your expectancy high. It was. It would change the course of momentum in your life. I guarantee it. And people, I really appreciate you for taking time to listen to the lesson. I um, don't take you for granted, and I really, really do try to pour out until you something dynamic each and every week. So take these five steps, apply them to your own life, and become successful. Experience that championship standard of living that we talk about each and every week. So people, before we go into our interview portion, I'm going to play for you another motivational moment, and then we'll be right back with our first interview. I'll be right back. First and foremost, I want to set the table. Um, my belief of success—success success is truly about uh, pursuing what our divine Creator has intended for us to be, and intended for us to do, and intended for us to, 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 you know, be a part of. I think a lot of times you see people who are who are floundering in life is because they don't understand what they've been intended to do or their purpose. I'm always, you know, this last the last. Couple months, I've been really big about purpose and how to help people realize their purpose because I understand firsthand that when you don't understand your purpose, as Doctor Miles Monroe, you know, said so eloquently, where purpose is unknown, abuse is inevitable. I want to get people from. I want to help you get from that place of abuse to a place of, of thriving, a place of living, you know, an ultimately good life, a life, you know, that people, other people around you, would want to emulate. I feel like that that's also another factor, another. Uh, component of success. Success is, is living a life that's worthy of emulating. Um, there's nobody... If you go to a, a prison cell right now, I can almost guarantee you, unless there's something dynamic about somebody in there, that none of those people in there are living a life that I want to emulate. And even, still, even if they are that dynamic, I still don't want to emulate their life because I don't want to be there. I don't want to know where they ended up. So, success is having people... Having a life that... You can be proud of a life that that your children want to emulate, and, and, and your friends see your life and they want to emulate as well. Um, also, what people don't another thing people don't recognize is that success will require work, but so does failure. I'll say it again: success requires work, but so does failure. You actually have to work at being a failure. You actually have, have to it, because the universe, the way God has designed His universe for us. We're designed to win. We're designed to thrive. We're designed to be the head, not the tail, the first, not the last. So in order to not succeed in life, you actually have to go against everything that's been stacked in your favor to not succeed. And we're back. That was another motivational moment from uh, one of our previous uh, times together on creating a championship standard of living, and I uh, hope that it's uh, really dynamic and really powerful for you. That's something that you can take with you. Um, We're going to get into the interview portion of our show today. We have two dynamic guests coming on uh, tonight. They're going to talk about how to overcome procrastination. Procrastination is one of those things that can short-circuit the step four to experiencing a championship standard of living. It can actually short-circuit execution and but when you go and actually continue to execute, you can actually overcome procrastination we're gonna have um, our first guest is uh, she's gonna come and tell us some some dynamic keys about overcoming procrastination she is um a dynamic young lady she hails from uh saginaw michigan uh she's a she's a new uh weight loss consultant she's a um a coach just an all around dynamic young lady with a powerful message to empower you to accomplish your goals no matter what. Um, Without any further ado, I'd like to introduce and welcome to the show Ms. Janique Garnett. Hello Janique.
2: Hey Miles, how are you?
1: I'm phenomenal. in yourself?
2: I am great. I am great.
1: It's an absolute honor to have you on here tonight.
2: Pleasure um all mine. Thank you for having me once again on your
1: show. Oh, it's all great. I, I was talking to you earlier today, and you were, you were really firing me up. And um, I want you to share with the people um, your testimony about overcoming uh, a, a major thing in your life with weight. Could you um, just give them a, a brief synopsis of what you've been through and what you've overcome?
2: Yes, um, approximately, I'd say about six and a half years ago, uh, I weighed 242 pounds. And I also wore a size 22 in clothing. And I just, you know, after all the different weight um, loss techniques that are out there, uh, I I was still unsuccessful. So what I did was um, I prayed and asked God for direction. And upon asking God for direction, um, he touched me you know he puts things in my belly in my spirit yes. and yes. um and uh basically gave me direction to lose weight so now here i am a uh, few few years later a few pounds lighter i weigh myself today i weigh 147 and i'm trying to get down to 145 it's just a personal thing but um i couldn't have done that without god and without basically getting tired of being sick and tired. You know, I right. have always been a heavier child, always was the thicker person for um, lack of a better term right now in school and what have you. But, you know, that weight and stuff is not it's not healthy and right. um today our society basically in my eyes, um, applaud being overweight. And I mean, yeah, you can be overweight and you can be healthy, but yet and still um the weight itself
1: isn't healthy, but that's, that's just the gist on me. Okay. So mm-hmm. I know I, I deal with a lot of people, Janique, uh, as far as, like, in my coaching practice, and a lot of the things that people are dealing with is that, and it, it kind of irritates me, sometimes I can come up with a, a dynamic plan for them and, and help them. It's going to definitely help them get to where they're trying to go. But I we'll, we'll talk again, and then they'll tell me they didn't do it, and the major... Factor, each time is procrastination. What role do you think procrastination would have played in your life had you succumbed succumbed to it in losing the weight?
2: Um, The role procrastination would have played um, in my life had I succumbed to it, uh, I would still be that person that I was six years ago, if not heavier. You know, sometimes we as individuals, we have to steer our own life. We have to jump in in the driver's seat of our life. And take control of it. You know, God did not make us to be mediocre. He gave us yes. wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. He also didn't want us just to sit along for the ride. God gave us um, the ability to overcome procrastination and be what you want to be, okay, and right. do what you right. want to do. He gave you that that, that mind. You have that a, a good mind. Put your mind to anything that you want to do, and you will do it. But, yeah, still, sometimes we become lax. A lot of us are lax in just being okay and, okay, well, I'm just going to go this way and do that. You're not supposed to do that.
1: Wow, wow. So what advice would you give to somebody who who may have been in your same shoes? And, again, they may, they're procrastinating because they may just feel they can't do it. What would you, what would you say to that person?
2: Well, first I would tell them, for one, they have to make up in their own mind that they want to do it themselves. You know, um, there's a saying, you know, you have to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yes, ma'am. You know, then, you know, if they're a faith-based person, you know, trust God and, and everything that you do, trust God in all your ways acknowledge Him. Trust God right. and um, I would I would tell them that and also, you know, submit everything to God. You know, God knows your heart. God knows what's going on. But We, we, have to open our mouths and talk to him and let him know that this is a problem in our life or this is happening, and he will change it, and you have to trust him. Now, it's hard. It is really hard. It is really hard, but yet still trust God and he will make a way.
1: That goes back to the lesson. You know, I, I, I talked about, you know, ex- five steps of experiencing a championship standard of living. Preparation or planning and, and things like that, that stuff is not easy. But neither is the lifestyle of being unfulfilled. I know a lot of right. people live in an unfulfilled lifestyle, and it, it absolutely sucks to watch them go through it. So I understand that, you know, procrastination can put you in a place that you don't want to be.
2: Exactly. But then you have to also look at it, okay? Now, the reason why you are still in that state where you don't want to be is because of that procrastination element. Right. Now, you have one or two choices deal with it or don't. Now what actually am I this is see I get frustrated with myself and other people because it's like we have so many excuses not to do something. That's right. the element of procrastination coming in. But then you have to get over the hump of procrastination and look at okay, well look at the brighter side. What can you possibly attain? Well, you attain the life that you want on the other side of that procrastination. You know, we get so engulfed sometimes with the negativity portion of it all that we get sidetracked from what the goal that we are trying to achieve. You know, everything right. is greater on that other side. What we need to do, we need to focus on that other side. Get rid of the procrastination element and live life to the fullest.
1: Wow. Well, wow. I I am so honored. But again, you know, time is is not our friend right now. So, could you do me a favor? Give the audience a word of encouragement, and then let them know where they can find you.
2: Absolutely. Um, you know, I just would like to tell everybody out there listening that you can do whatever, and any. Well, I should say it like this: you can do anything that you want to do as long as you keep God first and set your mind on on set your mind on God and let God just. Basically, just drive you, and um, that's what I would like to let them know. And also, they can get in contact with me at Janique at gmail dot com. That's J A N I Q U E G A R N E T at gmail dot com.
1: And I'm going to also put that uh, info on uh, the description of the show later. But I also want to, I want to say this before you go, Janique. I I believe that this is just a springboard for you. That a lot of people are going to start hearing your your name and and they're going to start c- calling you for help. So be ready and have your price I, price schedule ready too.
2: <laughs> I, I receive it. I receive it. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Miles. I'll talk to you later.
2: Thank you. God bless.
1: God bless you. Well, people, we um we we like I said, we bring dynamic people on here to give you dynamic teaching. So we're gonna um. We're going to go into our next interview, but before we do, I've got another motivational moment for you. It's called What You Resist, You Reject, and then we'll be, bring our, our next guest on. Whatever it is you're, 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 you want to see, you want to do, you can speak out things, and things can happen for you. But like I said, we're going to get into um, a lesson. Okay, one more thing. <laughs> I, I'm so excited about this. There's one more thing I want to share with you, and that this is something to, to really understand about Life about allowing, about your dreams, about your goals. Whatever you resist, you reject. Whatever you reject, leaves your life. Let me say that to you again. Whatever you resist, you reject. Whatever you reject, leaves your life. So if if there's something that good that you really want, don't resist it. Accept it. Allow it. Because if you if you reject it rejected you, you, you let go of it, and, it, and that, that thing that which was good was coming for you, you, you turn away from it, and you want to always accept things that are good and reject things that are bad. And also understand that every day, every day, every single day, no matter what it looks like outside, no matter what's going on in the economy, God has designed the universe to be a major league blessing. He has designed his universe to be a major blessing for you, for me, for anyone who can just receive it. And that is actually the natural state of the universe. It is designed to bless, it's designed to be, it's designed in abundance. But you have, it's your choice to get in the flow. We're back i am uh absolutely honored to bring on our next guest also she is a um a phenomenal life coach she's a phenomenal person she's a uh, just a phenomenal' she has just a phenomenal spirit um and when you she's she's no stranger to this show she's absolutely um near and dear to my heart whether she knows it or not uh she is known as the diamond coach she hails from well she's actually residing in Charlotte, North Carolina right now, and, and when she comes on the line, you're going to know why I, I think so highly of her. Um, without a shadow of a doubt, without further ado, I want to introduce to you the Diamond Coach, Kim Yanzari. Hold on, Kim Yanzari.
3: How are you?
1: There you go. How are you doing? How are you doing?
3: I'm doing really well. How about yourself?
1: I'm doing phenomenal. I'm doing phenomenal.
3: I'm so glad to be here. You know that. I'm so glad to be here and, and talk about wonderful things and empower people and let them know about the power of the possible.
1: Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Kimmy, are we getting feedback in your line?
3: Okay. Can you hear me and is it still yes. happening?
1: Yes. The feedback is gone. Okay. Beautiful, beautiful. Cause I, I don't want anybody to miss anything you're getting ready to say because I know you're getting ready to, to bring some fire. <laughs> <laughs> No. So, what I brought you on this show, Kim Young, uh-huh. because you uh, just recently released a book called I'm-a-Do, And I want you just to talk about what I'm-a-Do is all about.
3: Well, this is an old idea. I'm mean, going to quickly just tell the story. It's an old idea. It's a 10 year old idea, by the way, that uh, a friend of mine and I were talking about doing because we were talking about how people are always talking about, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And we said we were going to name it Amadou. And so he was going to do the artwork and I was going to write the story, but I lost, we lost touch and and that story never happened between us. But over the years, it kept haunting me. It kept, you know, the spirit kept saying, write the book, you know, write the book. And I just kept doing me. You know how we do. Right, right. And so um, December 7th, 2007, the Holy Spirit said, sit down and write the book now, 11 p.m., December 7th, 2007. And that's what I did. From 11 to 3, I just typed and I typed and I typed. I never moved from 11 to 3 and this is what happened. Wow. This is what came out.
1: Wow.
3: Isn't that something?
1: That's that's amazing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is what came out. Few changes here and there, but for the most part everything that's there, this is what came out.
1: So, give the people uh that maybe that may reach your book. What are, what can they expect from reading your book? What, what, you know, what is your your the, mission?
3: The comments are very different because I have I wrote the book and I put the pictures. You know, I put some characters on there, and I also use specific words that are jumping off the page. They have color to them as well, so that people could pay attention to what's going on in their lives. For example, there was a woman who um just contacted me today and she said you know i initially condemned Amadou as a pathetic doormat but then i realized that i was a little angry with myself for those same behaviors Wow! and so yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> people see themselves in some way shape or form you know and it's not just about procrastination it's about what procrastination leads to right. self-doubt fear, mediocrity, excuses, self-pity, you know, it's those things.
0: Right, right.
3: And so, you know, this was more than I thought it was, but you know how when the Holy Spirit speaks to you and said, this is going to save your life, you don't know what that means. I wrote the book on procrastination. After doing research on procrastination, boy, did that blow up in my face. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, "Okay, Lawrence, you—you you funny."
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but that's what—that's what people will see. It's—it's it's really going to be personal for each individual.
1: Okay. So, in writing a book, how much of it is your—is a really about you, or how much of it is just theory?
3: You know what? It's—it's it's me. It's you. It's him. <laughs> it's her. <laughs> um, none of us are exempt. We procrastinate. We have self-doubt. We have fear. We put the mediocre. We're, we're mediocre. You know, we use excuses. And we have that self-pity party. You know we all have been there. There are some people still doing it. And so the, the thing about it is, you know what they say in AA, you have to admit it. So the first thing you have to do is admit it. Right. You know, you have to admit it, and then you have to break the circle because you can interrupt it at any time. You can you can change it in it. It doesn't say you have to swallow the elephant, but you can take a little chunk here, okay? Right. And, and do an A, B, C, and work it from there. Right. right. But that's the that's the thing, uh, Miles. See, that's called work. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and most people don't want to do that. What I've learned, though, you're going to work one way or the other. Either you're going to, you know, success or failure, either way, either way you decide, you're going to work to do one or the other.
3: Except let's look at what those situations look like, though. There's a different kind of work.
1: hmm
3: Yeah. And so the kind of concentrated work that we need to overcome things is very different from play work. Right. <laughs> That's the difference. Because play work, see, so you're not paying attention. You're just doing. You're just doing. You're just doing and going and like the Energizer Bunny, just going and going and going and going. <laughs> you, you don't stop and pay attention. But right. this this other work, you know, you know, you're paying attention. If you didn't, you couldn't do the show that you do.
1: <laughs> right. I, I, I received that. I appreciate that, too.
3: <laughs> yes, sir. You couldn't do the show that you do. So
1: give us, can you give us a, a, a a brief synopsis of, of what you would tell somebody right now that's dealing with procrastination. Like a, like they seem like they want to be successful, but they keep putting off to tomorrow what they should have done three years ago. What do you tell that person?
3: I'm going to tell them just what I said in the book. You know, we've all heard the uh, cliches about giving to others, but you can only give what you have inside. So the question is, what's inside of you? What's inside of you? And that knowledge comes straight from self-love and having healthy boundaries for your own life. And sometimes you need to meet someone. Maybe it might be a partner. Maybe it might be a friend. Maybe it might be someone in your family that helps you see yourself and helps you see what's inside of you. It it comes out of you. It's brought out of you if you can't do it on your own. Because I believe we have the capacity and the knowledge within us to conquer all of our obstacles. And at least what we can while we're here. Right. And um, then I talk about being discovering your unique and authentic self. That's when that's when the magic happens. That's when it happens. It means you're doing that concentrated work. And so you've got to do an inventory check on how do you procrastinate? Why do you self-doubt? Right. What's your fears about? Were you Putting in mediocre time for what are the excuses that you use, and why are you having a pity party? I mean, ask yourself these questions right. and ask them for real. Don't play.
1: Right. That's you know, what I would tell. One, one thing is, for certain, I do really do not like pity parties. They are <laughs>
3: they
1: they don't really have good um good food there. I mean, the the music sucks, and you know
3: I always want to be community. there. <laughs> I've had a few of them. <laughs> so I hear you. <laughs> they weren't great. They're not good parties.
1: So in keeping on, on this same path, and I can admit this, I, I, I one of the things I can honestly say about what I'm doing here, I'm very transparent about myself. I've made uh-huh. some serious mistakes, and one of the mistakes I may have, so a lot of mistakes I've made have always been attached to procrastination.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: After you have admitted you had a problem, and you you're, you're, tr- you're trying to get it in gear now,
0: mm-hmm.
1: what are who are the who and what are, are the types of people that you need to be associated with to to ensure that you don't fall back into that 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 slouch and and couch potato type person?
3: You know that's a good question, and one of the things that I say is it varies from person to person. I know. Everybody has a five people that you need to be around and that kind of thing. But you have to think about the the personality of the person and how they are. And I've learned this, actually, from uh, associating with someone that I think is very strong in my life, who has helped me see a lot of things about myself that other people, rah-rah, and uh, <laughs> you're great, and, you, you know, don't do for me. Right. And so he's he's allowed me to really see some, some pieces of my personality that's helped me to come out because he's firm, you know, sometimes he withdraws, sometimes he's there, but it's that, that thing of allowing people to be free right? and allowing people to think on their own. So I think, you know, I need the kind of person in my life and probably a rainbow of, you know, the cheerleader. I need someone who's going to tell me about myself, who's going to show, <laughs> you know, me some things. I need that person who has that leadership ability. I need that person who's calm. So it's a rainbow of people that I would, prefer to have in my life and I think that's a personal preference for the person. If you know who you are and what your personality is like, then, you know, that was part of my show. That's the way that you discover who you really are so that you know who you want and need to be surrounded by.
1: Right. Right. I I um I'm really fond of, of that myself just making sure that I have a, a a a nice collection of people around me because if everybody thinks like me, then we're not going to go too far because I, I can only see so much. Absolutely. And I, Absolutely. But I want people around me who who can see more of the picture than I can or see a, mm-hmm. a specific piece of the picture that I, I didn't maybe pick up the first time. So I definitely, right. I, I, that speaks volumes to me, what you just said there. Yon also, there's one thing that I really, really, really like that you do, and um, you're very energetic. Every time I've ever talked to you, I don't, I, I know sometimes, things may not always go the way you want them to, but every time I talk to you, you're very energetic. How do you maintain that level of energy regardless of how you may feel inside?
3: You know, for me, there is one person who gets that. (laughs) (laughs) Who gets that side of me, you know. But as far as other people are concerned, it's not yours to have. Right. It's mine. And so – you know whatever i'm I'm going through you know I'm not going to give that to you I'm going to give you you know my 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 optimistic side you know because that's what you really need to see if I showed you all of this other stuff and you know what I'm dealing with, how is that going to help you deal with your right. stuff? I think right. you know when I see people being um, optimistic about life and and they are positive but they're real and they're grounded that motivates me you know i love to listen to you and jl and um the minister of motivation i mean i was listening to him last night he had me cracking up uh and i was wondering like if anybody's listening to you man i don't see why they're not motivated like right away you know because he's just so powerful and funny it's just a wonderful um he, he has a wonderful personality so for me, it's just not for me to give you that. It's for me. It's to give you the soul of my essence, right. because that's really what I want you to see.
1: Wow, wow, and that—that's again speaks volumes in itself as well. A lot of people don't take the time to understand that what they're giving out affects somebody else as well.
3: Right.
1: And also, and that's I mean, just real. That, I mean, that, that, that real as real as they can come.
3: Right. But, that's just the real. I'm just keeping it real.
1: <laughs> but it's like this. I, I, I've heard a principle about how to handle money and instead of telling people that you're spending money, that mm-hmm. you should always circulate money. And I see the same thing with what you're saying. Instead of instead of giving out that which you don't want, give out more of what you do want and, and watch it circulate back to you. I, I think that's a dynamic principle in itself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think more of us are, are, are should be operating like that. Instead of you know, no matter if you are having a bad day, you don't have to take it out on the cashier at the at the grocery store, and the, and the cashier at the grocery store is having a bad day. And maybe she stumped her toes. She doesn't have to take it out on, on every customer she meets. I uh-huh, think that uh-huh. that if we if we treated everybody the way we really 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 want to be treated, I think a lot of things would, you know, be different. Uh
3: huh.
1: And and just to let you know, this is still keeping in, keeping in tune with the, uh, um, ex- exhibiting and and understanding and experiencing a championship standard of living. You know, we, we went away from the pro- procrastination piece for a second, but I got I got access to the diamond coach, so I'm going to ask him some, some real questions. <laughs> so <laughs> I want people to, to get totally blessed by what it is that you have to offer. Um, also, since we got you here, I, there's something that really um, speaks volumes to me also. And the last couple weeks I've been doing a, a, a series called Young Ladies Arise in in that series, I've been um basically providing principles for for our women out there who may be going through struggles maybe going through battles um emotionally whatever the battle may be just to to encourage them and to to fire them back up and a lot of the issues that a lot of ladies are dealing with today may seem insurmountable but what uh-huh. would you tell a, a young lady right now who' has been is' in is, is, is hurting her heart what would you tell her to, to fire her back up to, to continue to pursue her purpose?
3: You know, and, and again, that is a good question and good information based on the individual because some people deal with pain and hurt differently than others. So first I need to know, you know, what is it that they're really believing? And what is it that they're really telling themselves? What, is there a fear there? I mean, you got to get to the root of what is causing it, and these are all things that I have done and I continue to do because it doesn't stop just because you become, you know, a speaker or (laughs)
1: because you
3: become a coach
1: or you know, it doesn't
3: stop, huh?
1: (laughs) I learned that the hard way.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't stop, and so the same things occur. It's just that now you have the tools and now you have a map, so to speak. Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons that I'm starting my nonprofit, the Map Foundation, finding our way home, is because we need a route, and everybody's route and getting there is different. And so that's why, with my coaching practice, there are very there's different tools that I use that is not for everybody. Everybody can't use the same tools, and my right. language is different. You know, I try to stay as far away from, you know, what everybody else is doing because that's not how I see it. You know, this is real. Life is real. (laughs) This is not about just the rah-rah all the time. But if we don't get to the root of why we're afraid of something or why we're doubting something or why we believe this particular thing, then how can we really deal with it? Put the Band-Aid on, the rah-rah band? Band Band-Aid? I don't think so. I don't think so. That's not it for me. And so... That that's what I would have to find out first before I could really answer that question. And that would depend, again, on the individual.
1: I think even in itself that speaks volumes. I mean, it tells a person that if you are experiencing something right now and you, you know you need help, don't be afraid to talk to somebody. So that, because, and, like you're saying, you can't help them unless you really know what's going on.
3: And that's too, so funny. I was at the um, Smart Women Finish Rich. Uh, book club last night and one of the one of the sisters said you know i know i need help financially but i'm afraid to let a financial planner see my I now i go oh hey what (laughs) i couldn't (laughs) believe it (laughs) you know i was like if that ain't the dumbest statement i've ever heard in my life but you know that's what people are afraid of. Then how are you going to get help if you don't let a financial planner see your right. mess? <laughs> I can see if you said, you know, my mama or, you know, the carpenter, but the financial planner is the one that needs to see your mess so that
2: they can help you get out of it.
1: Right. And, and I've, you know, again, I'm um, just sitting here thinking, how many people are, are missing the help they need because they're just too afraid to ask for it.
3: That's that's very true. I, I And I have to say, I was one of those people too. Right. All this stuff, see, I've been there, done that, road, that bus. You know what I mean? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> been on the bus, sitting there, bouncing around, you know, but now it's like not about that. I am so not about that right now. What I'm about right now is, you know, I have, I was listening to you earlier talk about, the dream has to be bigger than you. Right. You know, and my mine is huge.
1: <laughs> and so it is
3: absolutely huge. So it's definitely bigger than me. But what I see happening is God is providing. Right. Providing because, you know, gave me this big vision and, and this mission to accomplish. And it's not that I, I will never leave you. So I'm not alone in this, and I, and I know that. Right. So I just do my part. I let him do his part. <laughs> what else can you ask for at that point? <laughs> huh?
1: I said, like, what yeah. else can you ask for at that point?
3: Yeah, I'm good after that. Yeah,
1: well, I'm done. Well, Young, we have to, you know, again, time is not our friend with, you know, with these interviews. I hate it because I wish I could talk to you forever on the show and let people just get blessed by you. But could you give the people a word of encouragement on as you – um as we go as we go to the close of the show and also let them know where they can find you and how they can purchase the book
3: okay let me start off by saying you know this is your life this is your sweet wonderful precious gift from god so open it and see what's in store for you you can uh, pick up the book at www. I-M-A-D-O, ebook, online.com And you can also reach me at Kimyon, K-I-M-Y-O-N, at 1diamond, the number one Diamond com, Or you can pick up the phone and call me at 704-614-2988. Did I miss anything?
1: Yeah, you got everything. Uh, Twitter, Go Facebook. Uh.
3: <laughs> Twitter is the Diamond Coach. Facebook is the Diamond Coach. Uh, everything is the Diamond Coach has
2: about.
1: Google the Diamond yeah. Coach, and you'll find Kim Young. <laughs> you'll find me. <laughs> Absolutely. It's been an absolute honor, and I look forward to just an outpouring of, of, of support for your book and and everything that you you have planned here. I think that you you. You're definitely doing some great things, and, and I want to do everything I can to support you, too.
3: Well, I appreciate it so much, and thank you for having me on. And I look forward to, um, you know, all of us getting together as well.
1: Yes, indeed. Well, everyone, this is, um, this is the part of the show that I, I kind of I don't look forward to it, but it has to happen. But it's not goodbye. It's actually... A continuation. Before we go, I want to make some acknowledgments. I want to first and foremost acknowledge God and what he's been doing with us, with this show, and what he's been doing through me, and what he's been doing through the lives of each and every one of those who who's, who are impacted by the show. Again, don't hesitate to let me know what you think about the show. Send me a, a letter, a note on Facebook. Send me a note um, through Twitter. Um, you can email me at miles at mileswmiller.com. You can send my Twitter, uh my twittercom twitter dot com slash miles W. Miller. Just like Kim Young said everything is Diamond Coach. with me. Everything is Miles W. Miller. If you're looking for me on, on the internet, if you're looking for me on the Google search, it's Miles W. Miller. M Y L E S W M I L L E R. Um, let me know what you think about the show. Let me know what we can do to improve this show so you can get everything that you come for each and every time. And when you so when you send out the podcast, it is a dynamic podcast for everybody who listens. Um I want to acknowledge Miss Janique Garnett, the Diamond Coach uh, Kim Yanzari, um, Mr. J.L. Godfrey, uh, the Coach K of Life, Mr. Kareem Smith. Um, I want to send a happy birthday shout-out to Miss Tanoa Bond, one of my uh, partners in the four-quarter comeback, uh, one of my partners in Motivation. We definitely uh, wish you the absolute best on your 29th birthday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know she's going to get me for that one. Uh, I want to acknowledge my uh, pastor, Pastor Ginaldo Lee and Lady Tiffany Lee, uh, my bishop, Bishop Wayne T. Jackson, Dr. Beverly Jackson, and also you, 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 each and every one of you, my the listening audience that keeps coming back here each and every week and supporting the show. I don't take you for granted. Also, I wanted to – I forgot to do this. I forgot to acknowledge my mother on her birthday. I called her and wished her a happy birthday, but I didn't do it on the show. And it's never too late to, to make uh, make something right. So, Ma, I, I wish you a happy and blessed birthday. Uh, this is from me to you. I love you, and, and you know all the good things that go along with that. Um, and without a out of people, I'm here to tell you my mantra, my motto, my motto, and my mantra. That is, don't ever give up. Don't ever quit on your dreams. Whatever is going on in your life right now, don't ever give up. Don't ever quit on your dreams. I don't care what the situation looks like right now. We're in the fourth quarter, and some of the things that you've been promised haven't manifested yet, but the game's not over. The year is not over. There's at least 45 days left in this year. Keep your level of expectancy high because something dynamic is, is ready to break loose for you. You guarantee it. I guarantee it that when we get ready to have this, our special show on the 31st of this year, I mean, 31st of uh, December. We're going to have a, we're going to have a party to celebrate the things that happened in the fourth quarter, the great things that happened to us in the fourth quarter. We will experience a fourth quarter comeback together. We will experience a fourth quarter comeback together. We will experience a turnaround. We will experience miracles. We will experience greatness. We will experience the the manifestation of, of God's promise to us this quarter. You mark my words on that. So. Without a shadow of a doubt, people, this is Miles W. Miller saying to you, thank you for tuning in to Creating a Championship Standard of Living. And always remember, don't ever give up. Don't ever quit in your dreams. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit in your dreams. God bless you, and I'll see you next week. Oh, and one other thing, just to let you know, it is your time. God bless you.
4: How many people know it's your time? Oh. We want to thank y'all for coming. I just want to encourage somebody to let you know I am speaking over your life. you get getting ready to walk into the best time of your life. You are getting ready to get
1: your inheritance. Just look at somebody and say it's
4: your time. It's your time. Vanessa, come to the stage for me, please. Yeah, oh. Hallelujah. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Oh. Come on, y'all. Say, say. It's your. It's your
0: time. Everybody,
4: can you just say that with we'll the It's your. Why don't you look at somebody and sing it to me? It's It's your time. And three. The doctors gave me bad reports. But my wife Tracy and I, we decided that we would believe the report of the Lord. We decided that we would believe the report of the Lord. He said, he said you're healed, he said you're healed, he said you're healed, and I'm standing here tonight, I said I'm standing here tonight. People know it's your time. Oh, just because somebody says it's my time. Mm-hmm. It's your time. You came to tell me. Hey, your time, your time. Everybody say, Oh, it's your time. Sing it all over the building. It's your time. Sing it if you believe it's, it's your, your time. time. Oh, oh, it's your time. It's your time. Sing it to somebody. Come it's on, shout that and say, It's your Karen, come on up on stage. Come on up here, Karen Clark Sheard. Encourage somebody, somebody walk her around, walking around, walking. her. on down, break it on down, break it on down, break it on down. Break it on down. Tell a little bit, Karen. Tell them about their time. Tell them about their time. Ooh.